Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Grizzlies preview episode. We're talking about the Grizzlies versus the Suns today, happening on Sunday. I'm recording this on Saturday, so uh, as far as I know, all the all the uh, injury reports and stuff shouldn't change too much. So you shouldn't get any deviation to what we're talking about today and the actual game tomorrow. Nonetheless, the Grizzlies take on the Suns. They played the Suns twice before this year. They played them once way early in the season, early, uh, very early, like the sixth game of the year. So. I don't really take too much into account for this game. Their lineups are very different. Uh, De'Anthony, DeAndre Ayton was not playing. Uh, Aaron Baines had a lot of points. It's something that did, probably doesn't happen a lot for the Phoenix Suns. Again, the Grizzlies were not playing uh, De'Anthony Melton very much. They uh, they played John Morant not very much either. Uh, you know, Jay Crowley had, zero, had no points, 26 minutes. You know, like there are a lot of factors in that game that went into it. They played like 11 people. In that first game against the Phoenix, so I, I, I kind of throw that one out. I don't really even want to use that as, as consideration. Now, the second game, the Grizzlies beat the uh, Phoenix Suns 115-108. That was in Phoenix. Uh, this is a little bit better of indication of what the Grizzlies can do. Now, Dylan Brooks had 27 points. You can't really count on that every single night. But Yolan Savalanchunas only had 6. Jamarant only had 13. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 24, though. And Brandon Clark had 15. This is a game where DeAnthony Melton was playing. Uh, Marco Goodrich is still playing. Kyle Anderson was playing as well, a little bit more than he is now. So it's still a little bit different lineup than we'll probably see tomorrow. Uh, but the Grizzlies, or the Suns, also had uh, Frank Kaminsky. Did not have Aaron Baines. They had Dario Sarge playing as well. So uh, some different lineups from both teams that you'll probably see tomorrow. So it's difficult to look at our past games and really discern anything from those two games, uh, depending on what happens in terms of lineups tomorrow. Uh, as far as the injury report is concerned for both games, uh, Frank Kaminsky was day-to-day, did not play against the Knicks in their last game. That was on Friday night against the uh, Knicks and Suns. He did not play. I would expect him to play against the Grizzlies on Sunday. Uh, Jay Crowder will be listed as day-to-day as well. That's because he's listed today for day-to-day for the Grizzlies game against the Clippers on Saturday. So he will probably play on Sunday. So there shouldn't be any injury designations in terms of the Grizzlies unless something happens in the Clippers game on Saturday. So that should be it for those two teams as far as the injury report goes. As far as the last 10 on both teams, the Phoenix Suns have been playing not great lately. Uh, three... Three and seven over the last ten. The Grizzlies right now are technically five and five, but they have a game against the Clippers today. So that's probably going to be more like five and six or four and six over the last ten going into tomorrow's game against the Suns. Because I do expect them to lose the game against the Clippers. Hopefully they'll surprise us and pull out a win. Either way, that will be uh, that will be four and six or five and five or five and four tomorrow. So uh, six and four tomorrow. Excuse me. Uh, so one of those things will change terms of the Grizzlies last 10 going into the game tomorrow let's talk about matchups for the Phoenix Suns and the Grizzlies coming into tomorrow's game something that was difficult for them to match up last time was Dario Sarch on Jaron Jackson Jr. because Dario Sarch is kind of running around uh, different he's, he's more of a he's more of a wing than he is a really a true power forward and so that was a difficult matchup for the Grizzlies going into last get the last few games for Jaron Jackson Jr. but you know DeAndre Ayton is back and they actually started DeAndre Ayton and Aaron Baines together against the Knicks so I would probably see that again but it's more of a truer two big lineup which actually helps the Grizzlies out 
better. So uh, I would see DeAndre, probably DeAndre Ayton uh, playing the um, <clears throat> four and Aaron Baines playing the five, although that's probably interchangeably. Uh, those two can play either or, either or. But whoever Jaron Jackson Jr. matches up with, he's going to have a significant advantage in the three ball. Because he's shown that he's obviously taken that three ball to another level, shooting 8, 9, 10, 11 attempts per game. And he's been really, really effective. I mean, you saw against the King game, he started out three for three and then took one more shot at the end of the game, which is neither here nor there. But if he can really get on the three ball, he's going to be open. Uh, so if he wants to take the shot, he's going to take a shot. If he can get those shots and, and make them, he can really take advantage of that matchup against either DeAndre Ayton or Aaron Baines, depending on how they play the four and the five together. So that's something to look out for. I think that I think that Jaron Jackson Jr. could have the advantage in that matchup for sure. Uh, John Morant versus Ricky Rubio, that will be a good one. I think John Morant has definitely has an advantage there and uh, in his speed and his ability to get to the rim. Ricky Rubio is not a great defender at all. And so I think that the Grizzlies will have a huge advantage in John Morant getting him to the rim. So if I were the Grizzlies, I would just stick to your workhorses, John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr., and hopefully let them take advantage of their matchups. Uh, the other matchup we'll look at is Devin Booker versus Dylan Brooks. That's going to be tough for Dylan Brooks. I mean, Devin Brooks is a very, very good player. He's a really efficient scorer. Aaron Baines has done wonders for this for this offense, for this for the Suns. And so, you know, Devin Booker is is playing extremely well for for this for this team. So I would expect him to go off tomorrow night, or, or excuse me, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. I would expect him to go off there. Uh, and I would expect Dylan Brooks to have a have a you know tough tough time guarding him, and so it's something that uh, you know you just can't really plan for. Like we meant you know mentioned in the other preview show against the Clippers, you know so they just, some guys like Kawhi Leonard, Dylan, Devin Booker. Uh, you know, Paul George, they just, they have the ability to score uh, in any capacity, in any game against anybody. And so that's probably what you'll see with Devin Booker and Dylan Brooks. Devin Booker probably has the, uh, he obviously has the uh, upper hand in that matchup. However, the Grizzlies have Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Brennan against those other two. I think will probably do really, really well. And I think they'll have the advantage out of those matchups. Let's talk about keys to the game for this Phoenix Suns game. They play faster than you would think. They're ninth in the league in pace at 102.4 possessions per 100. Uh, They are sixth in the NBA in points per game. That's 114. To give you some reference for the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are 111 points per game in the NBA per night or per game, excuse me. Uh, They allow 115. That's 26 in the NBA. For the Suns, they are not very good on defense. Their defensive rating is 19th in the NBA. Offensive rating is 10th in the NBA. So they're a little bit like the Grizzlies. They play fast, although Grizzlies would play faster in terms of pace. But they not a great defensive team, and they are not, and they're a good offensive team. They score a lot, but they also get a lot of points scored on. So this is a game they're going to probably see up and down the court. Probably see a lot of points scored uh, in terms of the last two games they've had. It was 120, like the 115. So they've scored a lot of points in both games for each of those uh, games that they played: Grizzlies versus Suns. So same thing. Same thing. This is a, a team that really, uh, you know. 
again, has the opportunity to score a lot of points against against them. And I think this is a, team, a game that the Grizzlies can win. I think it's a very winnable game for the Grizzlies. The Suns are much like the Grizzlies in terms of record, in terms of year. They, they're good in some games, and they are not in others. And it's kind of head-scratching. They're 14 and 21 right now. So they're just they're, – they're middling. They're just – they're more on the bad side, but they're – Sometimes good and sometimes not. How can the Grizzlies take advantage? What are some keys to the game they can look for? Well, first of all, they can offensively rebound the ball. The Grizzlies are very good at rebounding the ball on the offensive board. The uh, the, the the Suns are not. They, they allow a lot of offensive rebounds per game. They allow almost 10 offensive rebounds per game. They allow a lot of rebounds period per game, which is and starts to play more. He's only played like five games this season. So I think that will probably change. I think that that is very skewed in terms of the the rotation and quality of players they've had so far. But so that, that may not hold true for the Grizzlies against this game, but I still think it's it's an advantage you should try to take as far as offensive rebound and second chance points. Now that will be huge for the Grizzlies. They can get a few more possessions against a team that allows uh, a lot of points in every game. That's something you can really take advantage of. Another key to the game is taking care of the basketball. The Grizzlies uh, can turn the ball over a lot of times. You saw that against the Kings game. They turned the ball over 17 times. Well, the Suns are one of the better teams in the league at turning you over. They're turning they're turning you over at fourth in the league at 16.2 turnovers per game at every game they play. So they're good at stealing the basketball. They're good at creating offensive uh, fast break points and points on in transition, much like the Grizzlies are. But they've got to, the Grizzlies have to take care of the basketball. That's huge for them. They got they got to take care of the basketball. They cannot have unwanted turnovers like they had it against the Kings game where they just come down and throw the ball away. They have to value all the possessions and make sure. To get offensive looks every possession they can, and and if the big the biggest thing is when you turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over in a in a live possession. And in terms, of what I mean is, don't turn the ball over and let them go score a, a fast break point. If you're going to turn the ball over, you want rather much you know much rather have it in a dead ball situation where they have to take the ball out. Your defense can get set. Those live ball turnovers really really kill you, and those are the worst ty- types of turnovers in the NBA. But if the Grizzlies can take care of the basketball and limit their turnovers. They can really have an advantage over against the Suns. The Suns' perimeter defense is actually pretty good. They allow the one of the fewest amounts of uh, three-point attempts per game. So the Grizzlies are going to have to do a really good job. And again, I think that's where it comes. That's where Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back into play because it's it's a it's a four that can shoot the ball against a couple of uh, centers that probably aren't guarding the perimeter very well. So. You know they do a really good job of limiting perimeter uh, perimeter shots, but that's really more for guards and wings. So if they can have Jaron Jackson Jr. shooting that three, I think that they can really have an advantage. So even for the wings and and <clears throat> guards, they're really gonna have to run them off of screens, get those uh, three point ball three point uh, shots in early possession, early transition, things like that, and not your normal terms of offense. If they really want to shoot the ball from three really well against the Suns, so they actually they are fourth in the league at limiting. Um, threes per game in terms of attempts. So the Grizzlies are going to have to just do a good job of the varying ways of just getting those three-point attempts up. That's early in transition, early in the shot clock. However that is, uh, they're just going to have to do a good different, a lot of variety of ways to get three-point looks in for the against the Suns because they do a really good job of limiting those threes. One of the biggest keys of the game for the Grizzlies is points in the paint. The Phoenix Suns allow... A lot of points in the paint per game, and the Grizzlies are one of the best teams in the league. Obviously, they think they're best; they're still the best team in the league at scoring 
in the paint at 54.6 points per game. And the Suns allow quite a bit of points in the paint per game as well. So, you know, getting into the point, getting into the paint, getting your guards into the paint, allow them to kick out for threes. That's how you get those three balls. No, but looks when you get the defense moving from side to side or just getting into the teeth of the defense inside the paint floaters, all those type of things, all the things the Grizzlies are really good at. They're going to have to really do that against the Suns if they really want to be effective and score a lot of points in the paint. I think they can score 60, 65 points in this game inside the paint. Uh, and I think that if they can do that, that will open up their outside game even more. Again, moving the defense from side to side really opens up looks from the three and gets you wide open looks when the, when John Morant's inside and he kicks out to Dylan Brooks. Those are the best types of threes, rhythm threes inside your offense. So those are the best type. That's the best type of offense for the Grizzlies, obviously. They want to limit uh, the coming down and just taking really bad threes. Dylan Brooks and Jay Crowd, I'm looking at you. But if they can come in and they can get score in the paint, that will open up the rest of their offense to do a lot of different things for the Grizzlies. Our last key to the game is bench play for the Phoenix Suns and the Grizzlies. The Phoenix Suns have one of the worst benches in the league at coming in at 21 in the league in terms of bench scoring and the Grizzlies have a much better much better bench than that. They they have come in the top 10 in terms of bench scoring, almost 12 more points Per game, the Grizzlies bench is scoring over the Phoenix Sun bench. So I think that's a real, real big opportunity for them to be able to take advantage when their starters are out, take advantage of those uh, bench players against the Phoenix Suns. I mean, you get your, you're going against players like I think Mikel Bridges is probably their biggest uh, bench player, 20, 19, 18 minutes per game. Cameron Johnson, Elio Caboco, Chuck Diallo, and Dario Sarge is probably not even really going to play. Although I think if they're, you know, if they're smart, they probably will play Dario Sarge. I think he can have an advantage over the Grizzlies, but hopefully they don't. Uh, but again, I think the Grizzlies have a real, real advantage in terms of Brandon Clark, D'Anthony Melton, especially D'Anthony Melton didn't see a lot of time in the first couple of games against these two, against the Suns, Tyus Jones, uh, Solomon Hill, all those guys, if they're playing like they normally do, if they're getting into the paint like they normally do, I mean, D'Anthony Melton is playing and rebounding the ball and pushing the ball like him and Tyus Jones have been doing lately. That's huge for the Grizzlies. It really is big. I think they can have a huge advantage and really push or extend any lead they might have when the Bench players are in and the starters are taking a rest for the Grizzlies. That will be, I think, probably one of the biggest things. Points in the paint and bench play are the two biggest takeaways for me in terms of what the Grizzlies can do to win this game. And I think it's a very winnable game for the Grizzlies. I wouldn't be disappointed if they lost because the Suns can get good and, and be, get hot as well. I wouldn't determine, I wouldn't and view it as a disappointing loss like I viewed the Kings game the other day or the other night. But I think it's a winnable game that the Grizzlies can get on the road before they come back for a homestand. Make sure you check out tomorrow's episode on the Monday mailbag episode. Make sure you get those questions in every single week. You can DM those questions to me at LockedOnGrizz, uh, the show Twitter at King underscore producer for my own Twitter. Uh, just ask the questions and either DM and I'll answer those too. I also put out a tweet uh, calling for mailbag submissions. You can reply directly to that tweet as well. Check out tomorrow's show. That will be a good one for our Monday mailbag segment like we always do. If you're not already subscribed to the show, make sure you go and do so. Whatever podcast platform you're choosing, if you're on Apple iTunes, please go rate and read the show. It really helps us out in the iTunes ratings. Tune in for tomorrow's show.